0: I wonder how much uh, we notice uh, things that happen around us. Uh, How much do we feel uh, things happening? For example, in a few days just from now, uh, the City of Toronto will be installing a new mayor. Um, This election was a milestone. The three leading candidates were uh, immigrants or children of immigrants. Two of them were people of color And for the first time in history, we will have a mayor who is a racialized person of color and an immigrant. It's a pretty historic milestone. It signifies the kind of place that Toronto has become. See, Toronto, that's how we say it, right? Not Toronto. It's a place uh, that draws people from all over the world so they can come and build lives, uh, build on their hopes and their dreams. It was also an important election because there's just so many issues facing us right now. I mean, the spike in these random acts of violence. We have a lot of traffic issues and gridlock in our transportation systems. We have a lot of homeless people living in encampments and shortage of shelters, and and cost of housing is through the roof. Lots of things. When I actually step back to think about it, I wonder how much of this really registered with people, how much it even mattered. I think for a lot of people, this kind of news, if it even registered, was met with a collective shrug. Right? Voter turnout, it wasn't terrible, but uh, the level of emotional engagement, I sense, was very low. I wonder if this is how Jesus felt uh, during his lifetime. I mean, think about it. Jesus, he, he was Emmanuel, God with us. He was the son of God in flesh. He did powerful deeds of healing, miracles. I mean, his teaching was uh, like nothing people had ever heard before. Uh, I mean, think about it. If, if you're in the presence of Jesus doing these things, you should perceive something great was afoot. I mean, that's what Jesus came to do. He came came proclaiming the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. Change. People should change, right? You should see something like, I can't imagine it's happening. Okay, I got to get ready for this. That should be people's attitudes. But everywhere Jesus went, apart from a, a few people, that's not what happened. I mean, instead of a sense of awe and wonder and change, Jesus encountered a lot of unresponsive numbness. This is what he says in today's passage. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another, we played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. People did not feel anything. They didn't respond. Unresponsive numbness. Is this what life is like today too? When things happen around us, do we just greet it with blank stares? I don't think that people have no feeling. All of us have feeling. And we all care about things. I mean, I'm so thankful for this church. All of you are so warm and kind and accepting. I know that you all care. I think the problem is that people nowadays are just overwhelmed with all the things that they need to care about. It's not that people lack feeling. It's that people's hearts are tired. So many things weigh on their hearts. Many worries, many anxieties. I don't know, life today. and we have so much. We have so much abundance and. We have it so well in many ways, but it's still, life takes its toll on us. Bumping up against others in our daily encounters, being in toxic environments, feeling lack of purpose in what you do, going through that daily grind without end. All of these things leave their nicks and bruises and marks on our hearts. They take a toll and they weigh on us. Even when we want to care, when all we encounter around us is indifferent numbness, that just makes our hearts even more tired. I think sometimes we confuse our brain and our heart. You know, a lot of you work so hard, and so your work and your, these daily requirements of life consume you. And your brain gets tired, right? At the end of the day, you just want to shut down your mind. Shut it down and just enjoy some pleasures so your mind can rest. Yes, we need to do that. But our minds are different from the heart. Shutting off your mind doesn't give rest for your heart. The heart is our spiritual center. It is what makes us human. It is the seat of empathy. It is the seat of care. It's the place where hope is born and imagination comes alive. It is also the gateway to God. That is the place we encounter God. Our brains articulate our experience of God, and our brains process our understanding of God. But the heart is where we experience God. When our hearts are tired, all of these capacities are diminished. Right? When you you don't get enough sleep, your physical and cognitive capacities are diminished. You can't function properly. We're like zombies if you don't sleep, Physically, we're lethargic and uh, sluggish. And then our brains, too, they're fuzzy. They, They can't think straight. When your heart is tired, your human and spiritual capacities are diminished. You lose capacity for empathy, to care, When your heart is tired, you're unable to concern yourself with anything beyond your immediate surroundings. There's just no room in your heart for more. Everything starts to feel burdensome. So when your heart is tired, you become numb to things around you and things happening around you. Instead of being inspired, you become jaded. Cynical and judgmental. Right, this is how people start to respond to. Uh, we're responding to John and Jesus. Right? For John came neither eating nor drinking. He's sober, right? And they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking. I mean, Jesus, he knew how to have a good time. And they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So cynical, so jaded, so judgmental. Jesus and John were sent by God. They were God's messengers and agents. But they couldn't recognize that. When your heart is tired, you cannot recognize God or God working in your midst. You cannot feel life. So life just becomes a string of one activity after another with no meaning, no joy. I mentioned sleep. What does sleep do? Sleep restores, regenerates, and heals the body. Even though it heals and restores and regenerates our brains too, it's organizing. I mean, in the same way that our bodies need rest, our hearts need rest as well. Rest that restores, regenerates, and heals the heart. Rest that allows our hearts to feel again. Rest that makes room for others. Rest that lets us see God at work. Rest that heals our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. So, what do our hearts need? I mean, how does our the heart get rest? Right? It's not that like we can sleep it off. We can't just shut our hearts off either. The heart needs to be heard. The heart needs to be heard. I What is therapy? Therapy, it's an intentional space to be heard. Good therapists and counselors are trained to listen. The number one advice in relationship is what? To listen. To let the other person feel heard. And this is also advice for myself too, I know. The therapeutic process happens as you feel heard. It's when we feel heard and understood that our hearts find rest and healing. This is what Jesus said. Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Come to me, and I will give you rest. Come to me and lay down your burdens. Come to me and be heard. Come to me and be understood. Come to me and find rest for your weary heart. There is a famous hymn. I know many of you know it. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Prayer is nothing other than laying out our hearts to God. It is being heard by God. It is being understood by God. It is finding rest in God's gracious and loving presence. Jesus says this in today's passage. I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. You know, my oldest son, Junie, he just turned eight, and I still remember when he was born. I don't know. uh, Deb went through an arduous labor. It was over 24 hours. And so that first night, I mean, she was... She was spent, but we were placed in a room. There was another baby, and Junie, he actually slept well that first night, but that other baby kept crying all night, so I didn't get any sleep. It was terrible. And so the second day, uh, you know, trying to feed, and then the second night came. We're still at the hospital, and uh, uh, finally there's peace in our room, but there's no peace in that guy. He started crying, crying. So, and Debbie, she was so exhausted, right? So she passed out, so... I had to lift him up and carry him, and, and then the guy would quiet down, right? So then I'd try for a little bit, and I'd try to put him back into the crib. So I had to, again, so all night, right? Uh, I had to carry him in my arms down, up and down the hospital hallway. So that's a, but that was a good bonding moment, distinct memory that I have. You know, infants, they cry out when they have needs. They cry and cry until their need is met, They don't have words to articulate what those needs are. But they know that they have needs. And so they cry out until a parent responds. And parents will respond. We were talking with one member, and uh, uh, he was saying he he never cries, but uh, the one time he finally cried was when they were trying to sleep train their daughter, and she just kept crying and crying. It just broke his heart and got tears. You have feelings, bro. You have feelings, right? So when the parent responds and holds them, that is when they are soothed. They feel secure and confident. They find peace and can rest. We are like infants in many ways. Many times we don't even know what our heart needs. We don't have words to express what's in our hearts. But To find real rest, we need to be like infants and cry out to God. The psalmist says this, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my thoughts.
1: See if there is any wicked way in me.
0: And lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, O God, and know my heart. My friends, even when you don't have the words to express what's in your heart, just come to God and say this simple prayer. Search me, O God, know my heart. God does know what's on your heart. But this is a way of coming to God and finding rest in God's presence. Rest is the culmination of creation. It's the last thing that God did. On the seventh day, God rested and blessed all of creation. In rest, we find blessings in life. In rest, we find the strength to carry on for another day. God made the Sabbath so that our hearts may rest and delight in God's presence. Coming to worship God is to find rest in his presence. So my friends, find rest in Christ. And with a rested heart, be the presence of Christ for others in whom they too may find rest.